Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, gang. Want to win tickets to one of the big games in London this autumn? Well, your wish is our command. We have teamed up with DraftKings and set up a brand new Nat Coombe Show Listener League where you can go head-to-head every week with all your faves from the show and plenty of your fellow show listeners. Lots of prizes on offer throughout the season, including the chance to win tickets to Broncos, Jags later on this year. You've got to be in it to win it. So head on over to dkng.co forward slash Nat Show, dkng.co forward slash Nat Show or Hit the link in the show bio, the show episode notes, or head on over to Twitter at The NC Show. Check the pin tweet, click the link there, and it'll take you to the Nat Coombs Show Listener League. Get involved. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org. Hello, welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. Ben Isaacs, all pro, back in the house for another season preview special. This time around, Propo has put together 10 burning questions that he, and I'm guessing you guys, need answers to ahead of the 2022 season. So let's get straight down to business. Check in with Ben and get stuck in to that list. Now, Ben, straight off the bat, I'm going to surprise you with something. Okay, I'm worried now. No, you don't need to be worried. Uh, quite the opposite, in fact. Uh, but it might well startle you. And indeed, all of our listeners uh, at home taking this in right now. Propo, ladies and gents, been very busy over the last 24 hours. Well, it doesn't sound like him, but yeah, okay. Indeed. He really putting in a shift, I've got to say. He has been up all night 
working on 10 burning questions that we need answered ahead of the 2022 season. Wow. I thought you were going to say he was working on trying to get um, learning the alphabet um, mm. all the way through, which he we know he's been working hard on. He's he's getting there. 70% uh, there. 70% there, Pro. Keep going. I know you can I know you can finish that, bud. Uh no, that's not what not this was about. This was about getting us set for the season. All these great pods flying out, of course, over the last couple of weeks. In the coming weeks, is uh, we get you set for the seasons. I Mike, the mailbag mayhem that is out in the bulk. Go check that out. Ollie Connolly. Make sure you check out the latest with Ollie Connolly as well. FFS, our brand new fantasy show. And of course, all pro Ben Isaacs in the house to get into 10 burning questions that you need to know ahead of the other needs of the answers to ahead of the 2022 season. These have been kept under lock and key, armed security, keeping an eye on these all night. So no one's seen them. Okay. Okay. No one's had a peek at what Propo has dialed up. So I'm excited about it. We are going to get straight into it. Question number one Is the opener, the season opener, Bills Rams, a Super Bowl? preview is the super bowl gonna be bills Rams? i think ben i think the nfl will be happier with chiefs bucks of course and, and another mahomes brady showdown a hundred percent yeah but i think they'd settle for this right now josh allen's box office you weave in that whole this bills team's been knocking on the door for a few years it's their time the four losses from the jim kelly era i think that's a solid narrative against oh. the all-star re-up rams great story and you know the the la media market the more they get behind the rams that's fantastic for viewing figures because LA has not been in love with the team for a long time. And I think mm. they are starting to fall in love with these Rams, which will carry on as long as they're, as long as they're winning. If you went to LA, forget your Bears affiliation, right? Mm-hmm. If you drop in to LA, relocate, I, don't know, I guess a, a number of fans in the States have done this, right? They, they, they pick an LA team, whether it's in the NFL or, or baseball or the NBA it's kind of their second team. I know some people feel kind of awkward about that, but, but they do. If you were in LA, Putting the Bears aside, which way would you go? Would you go Rams? Would you go Chargers? Um, do you know what? I would go Chargers because I think the Rams are better right now, but the the, the Rams, <laughs> 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 yeah, the Super Bowl champion Rams yeah. are better than some other teams. They're better right now, but I think that you know they long put term. every they're exactly long term. It's not that I don't think the Rams will be able to kind of reload and be a contender in three or four years time but i'm 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 almost certain the charges will be a contender in three or four years time and i'd rather be i'd rather be ahead of the curve there because the rams do you know what i don't think this is a super bowl preview because i don't think the rams mm. are going to get to the super bowl you know the rams are i say the bills of course have got the uh the tougher route the fc much more stacked so that's interesting why don't you think the rams are going to get there uh, i'm just not sure about the rams getting past Brady and Rogers in the postseason, mm. um, and they are like you know we know these Rams are stacked, and I I think the NFC will will be either the, the, the Rams, the Bucks, or the or the Packers again. Burning hot take. Well, um, I suppose that the 49ers fans will say, "Well, hang on, what about us?" Oh, they can say what they like. Brick call there because we, <laughs> you're obviously not buying the 49ers. I'm not buying them as. Super Bowl contenders. That's all. I'm buying them as a very strong team and a team that can win a playoff game, definitely. Mm. But I, I think, I think the NFC goes through Brady and Rogers. And if I had to pick one of these two teams making the Super Bowl, I would pick the Bills. I feel the Rams have maybe peaked, and I think the Bills are super, super hungry. And I would put my money behind them. 
last team to win back-to-back Super Bowls, the Patriots, almost 20 years ago, right? So it is not a straightforward thing and then some. And as we've said, the, the path of the Rams it is stacked with some some big, big names in there. Although the depth in the NFC and indeed division, you'd think they are going to have uh, well, I guess to your point, maybe they they don't take the division. The, the schedule is tougher, of course. Mm-hmm. But then look at the plus side. I mean, Stafford's more familiar with the offense. Akers is fit. I think Alan Robertson, as I might mention on Mike's Bellback Mayhem, one of the sneaky good signings of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. No Von Miller on the D, but Bobby Wagner's in the mix. That move feels like it has got Super Bowl push for a legend written all over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, would I, would I be surprised? This is the paradox for me, Benny. Would I be surprised at the Rams re, uh, repeating? No. Do I nope. think it will happen? Unlikely. So that's that's for me is the paradox. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, they are. They are massively. They are massively in contention. And if we did end up with the Bills Rams Super Bowl, I would not be. I would not be stunned. Mm. Um, these are two of the most attractive teams to watch right now. So I think we'd all be, we'd all be very happy. I just, I think, I think they're just going to fall short. Okay. Question number two, which new arrival will have the biggest impact at their franchise? Which mm. new arrival is going to have the biggest impact at their franchise? I guess, I guess you got to look here in never to be at quarterback or head coach because of the control that both of those roles engender. And as, well, the quarterback that I would go for, we're going to tackle in another question, I believe. So okay, for this one, I'm going Josh McDaniels in Vegas. I know, I know, hear me out. Uh, no, 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 I'm intrigued. I'm out. intrigued. I'm not a Josh McDaniel hater. Well, that is a good start then. I I think, look, the West is, a, is I guess, the a karaoke equivalent of going head-to-head in a competition with Adele, Lady Gaga, and Sam Fender. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, that, and that's going into it. Well, you've got a really good voice, but then you see who you're yeah. up against. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's the crack. okay. <laughs> like that guy that like my kids keep showing me, this poor guy who did the Star Spangled Banner and was nailing it. Nailing, I think it was before a baseball game, not an NFL game, but absolutely nailing it. And then the final final note just cracks oh goes. i think there's there is nothing worse than than that um so look it is uh what comes no surprise to anyone that we think that the asc west is the toughest division in football but i think they got a solid shot within that i mean i think there are gonna be three teams from that division even though they're canceling out mindset i get mcdaniels is gonna breed life and energy into this offense the offensive line is the big problem there it's the kind of Put it this way, Ben, if I asked you and Propo for protection against OC in, in a kind of UK broadcast bowl, that's the kind of situation that Derek Carr is going to be in. But I believe in him. I believe, you know how much I, I, I believe in Derek Carr. I think JJ's going to ball. Waller's legit. I think there is talent and a freewheeling spirit that McDonald's is going to bring in. I am, I'm in on, I'm in on Vegas this year. I like him. Uh, do you know what? So I had, um, I had a fantastic uh, long conversation with Crusader Raider mm. a few weeks back um, for my Raider. for my new book, and I had to tell him that you know I think Carr is the worst starting quarterback in that in that division, and I think the Raiders might be the worst team in that division. And how did that go down with Crusader? Uh, wasn't thrilled, but because we'd had <laughs> yeah. such a good conversation, I think he was happy to hear me out. Do you know because- what I want to do? I just just uh, on a side note, I would love to fly you over 
for the first home game of the season for the Raiders and just get you in the black hole oh. and just repeating that that argument of why you feel the Raiders are... Hey, guys! If I had Crusader Raider next to me, it would be fine. Yeah, yeah, be fine. If, if I didn't, then it'd be different. But the thing is, is that I do stand by those things. I think they are the worst team in the division. I think he's the worst starting quarterback in that division. But they would win some other divisions around the NFL. It, right. wasn't, it wasn't a comment on the Raiders. It was a comment on how the AFC West is absolutely terrifying. To me, the obvious answer here in terms of kind of making a big impact is Russell Wilson. And I'm guessing that's who you were alluding to when you mm-hmm. said about a quarterback. So do you know what? I'm going to do a bit of a, a deeper cut. Someone I think, I think some, some fans of the team will be like, oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's JC Jackson of the Chargers Ooh. who came over from the Patriots and the Chargers being in that AFC West, they really need a better secondary because it is a quarterback's division. It is a murderer's row. You are coming up against (laughs) ridiculous quarterbacks all the time. And that to me felt like such a great upgrade for that secondary because the, the team that wins that division, it might be the team that can put together the best passing defense because we know the quarterbacks are great, Mm. but it's, can anyone, can anyone stop them? It's going to be a little bit, a little bit like basketball. You know, there's going to be, there's no, there's going to be points, but if you can actually play some defense and actually shut some teams down for a quarter, mm. that might be what gives it to you. So the obvious answer, Russell Wilson, the less obvious answer, JC Jackson. Love that. It's a great answer. Let's go to Russell Wilson next then. Question three from Propo. Does Russell Wilson make the Broncos instant Super Bowl contenders? Well, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you're suggesting that he's going to significantly improve them. Does he make them a Super Bowl contender with everything you've just said? Um. <sighs> I'm going to say not a Super Bowl contender, but they are instantly relevant. They are instant playoff contenders. We've already said how that's the most brutal division in football. Like that's, and that's a hell of a caveat. If the Broncos were in a different division, then I would say, okay, they've got a clear path to the playoffs. They don't even have a clear path to the playoffs. Mm. I can see them making the playoffs and then they're going to be dangerous. I don't feel they were one player away. I don't think they were simply one quarterback upgrade away from being Super Bowl contenders in the way that the AFC is stacked. But they should make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs and they've got home games at mile high and Russell Wilson's there, then that's mm. that's going to be a really difficult place to go and win as a road team. However, this is all dependent on Russell Wilson being near MVP level Russell Wilson that we've seen because there's evidence he's in decline and we're going to find out whether that was all down to problems in Seattle or if it's in part due to his age and his body and everything else, all quarterbacks other than Tom Brady seem to decline and Russell Wilson may be in decline. If he's in decline, then they're not even going to make the playoffs and they've mortgaged their future on someone who's going to bring them down. I don't buy Russell Wilson is in decline. I don't buy it. It's situation situation, situation, as we always talk about with quarterbacks of all shapes and sizes and the situation in Seattle for a number of years was problematic to be diplomatic Hmm. for Russell Wilson and, and arguably a lot worse than that. It was for all kinds of reasons, the wrong spot for him to be in latterly. This will, outside of anything else, Motivate him, of course. He's going into a contending side. He's got that improvisational edge that I'm not sure 
he's going to necessarily need to lean on too much. I think it's the icing on the cake because this offense is so rounded and so stacked. Is this the best receiving core in the NFL? It's got to be top five. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. And the thing is, is that it did feel at times like Russell Wilson had become a square peg in a round hole and the hole had changed around him. It wasn't that he'd changed the sort of player he was. The role had changed around him. And you know that with the Broncos... They want to shape it all around his skills. You don't put together that sort of package and then don't play to their strengths. Right. Whereas the way that the, the way that the Seahawks had evolved, they had just started to go in a different direction. So it's set up for him to be a success there. Absolutely. Love the receiving core. Love the ground game. Melvin Gordon has had 20 total touchdowns in the last two seasons, by the way. So I don't care if he's 29 and that sh- shark jumping waters for running. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tag team with Javante Williams. Again, I think that's got to be one of the best one-two punches around, best receiving cores around, one of the best quarterbacks around in the defense. We know that's a terrific secondary. Now, a couple of players, Randy Gregory, most notably, they need real upside from, a bit of a maverick maverick uh, move. But I think they are absolutely contenders. And I am buying in heavily to Russell Wilson ball in this season. I mean, if you put a gun to my head and say, which one? Is he in decline or is he still way up there? I'm going to say way up there. He's not going to be Drew Locke level, but he's way up there. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. Question number four, Ben, your favorites. This one is specifically for you being, uh, I'm going to defer to you as the font of all college wisdom on the NC show network. Mm. So uh, your favorites for offensive and defensive rookies of the year. I'm going to list the four or five faves offensive rookies of the year first to kind of frame it, right? Because it's, as usual at the stage of the season, quite a closed, tight field. Uh, there's no clear favourite, though, interestingly, most of Vegas has Kenny Pickett as, as the favourite. And it's not even clear if he's going to be starting mm. week one, of course. The brilliantly named Drake London, the Falcons' <laughs> second favourite. Traylon Burke, he's going to see a lot of action, of course. And then two Jets, Brees Hall, their running back, and Garrett Wilson, their rookie receiver, those seem to be in most places uh, the, the the front four or five. So which yeah. way, any of those or, or somebody else that isn't necessarily a bookie's fave right now? First off, that list makes me so angry. And why? Well, we've had, so we've had this discussion a couple of times over the last few years, including on the, on the talk sport, uh, talk sport two Sunday night show mm. where we've talked about offensive rookie of the year races. And it's, Far too often, instead of being offensive rookie of the year, it's an award for a quarterback who played enough games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not like Justin Herbert did not have a really good um, rookie season, but there happened to be multiple wide receivers who were rookies who were among the best wide receivers in the NFL, like in the top 10 wide receivers. Mm. And he was not in the top 10 quarterbacks, but because he was a quarterback who had a good season, it defaults to him, which is why the, the bookies feel that if if Kenny Pickett starts some games, then he will end up getting enough votes from the voters to be like, ah, by default, mm. you are rookie of the year because you're a quarterback. I hate it. I absolutely mm. hate it. Me, my pick is Traylon Burks. He's going to get so many looks. He is going to be, he's not going to, he's not going to like replace AJ Brown like for like but he's going to get so many targets. Mm. I think the Titans are going to be dangerous. He's going to get the mm. ball so much. He's going to be in the top 10 wide receivers in the NFL, I think. And he's going to he's going to look spectacular. And But the thing is, if Kenny Pickett plays 10 games, he'll win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about defense? Aiden Hutchinson is the 
favorite unsurprised well actually it's pretty tight Kayvon Thibodeau's in the mix Trevor Walker of course as well so they're mm. the, the three edge rushes uh, unsurprisingly the way that that position tends to gain prominence when you're looking at awards. Although a couple of corners in there as well. Derek Stingley, he's gone to Houston. He's going to be seeing quite a lot of action. Exactly. Uh, Source Gardner as well, the Jets. Uh, Jets have got some really exciting mm. young rookies this season. And he is in the frame uh, in terms of the early Vegas Lions. Which way are you going? Well, I, I do think Stingley and Source are going to have really good seasons and they're going to see a lot of action. These yeah. are like, th- there's going to be a lot of, a lot of passes coming their way, even though they will, they will, be the the best cornerbacks on their teams pretty quickly. However, I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson, who in this case is favorite for a reason. I think he is the most talented defensive rookie, and I think he's going to really stand out mm. in Detroit. He's a he's an absolutely relentless player. Any Lions fans who've not watched highlights of Aiden Hutchinson yet, please do because you will get so excited for the season. He's going to make a massive impact on that line. He's going to upgrade that defense so much. And I think because he's going to stand out so much and he's going to do so much for the Lions that he's my favorite right now. We put an edge rush out quite recently. You can get that in the vault as well. Me and Propo picked our three teams that we think are going to have a better season than Vegas is projecting in terms of team totals, right? That's always mm. a fun one to look at whether you, you take action or not to look at the team totals and think, well, is the team going to go over or under that? Or is it bang on? When it's as often the case, 8.5. It's impossible, of course, to go back on. So you got to pick uh, and nail your colors to the mask. The, the Lions weren't in my my three teams in the end. You have to find out which three uh, we each went for by going and listening to the show if you haven't already. But the Lions were bubbling under, I think, for different reasons. And I think they're going to have different kinds of seasons. But I think Detroit and Vegas are the two teams I'm rooting for the most without any skin in the game. The, the, Lions, are, the Lions are on the way up. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, you've had a lot of miserable seasons. I know a lot. Oh. Of, yeah, a lot of um, a lot of Lions fans as well were really happy happy for Matt Stafford because they felt he was an absolute warrior in Detroit. Did yeah, everything that was asked for him, and then he didn't he didn't try to force a trade. He didn't cause problems in the locker room, but they moved him along, gave him a chance to win a Super Bowl so that they could just start to rebuild in a different way. And I thought that was very classy from Lions fans, very little bitterness. They knew that he'd kept them afloat, mm. um, but they knew that a new a new regime had to come in and things had to restart. And they are in year two of that. And it is going to get it is going to get better. The Lions are a few years away from being proper contenders, but they are very close to respectability. And I think if you're a Lions fan, you'll take that. Okay, next up, uh, your Chicago Bears coming into view. Are the Bears setting Justin Fields up for failure. The Bears setting up Fields for failure. That is harsh and pessimistic. Conspiracy theories abounding from (laughs) Propo there. Why on earth would they be setting him up for failure deliberately, but unintentionally so? Let's look at the case for the prosecution here. 58 sacks last year. doesn't bode particularly well. Have they done enough, first of all, Ben, to to change that up, do you think, in terms of protect? And they're not all on the line, of course. I think no. Fields even said that, uh, didn't he? But no, and of course, a lot of those, that? a lot of those sacks. Although the team allowed a lot, all those sacks, they were not all on Justin Fields, of course. Mm. Um, sure, you know, you know. So <sighs> Justin Fields looked better behind that offensive line than anyone else did. Mm. Um, the offensive line is improved, but still not what I would call good. But it is improved. What would you call it? 
uh, I would call it mediocre rather than bad. Great. Well, that's a great start. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is. He is not. He will not love the offensive line put in front of him. Okay. You know, things have so, been put in place. So that's not great start. Then receiving core. If we think that the Broncos have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL, have the Bears got one of the worst? They've got one of the best 32. Hmm. Um, probably 32nd. <laughs> wow. Wow. I didn't think you were going to go with that. Laying down the sledgehammer. Yeah. They, the worst receiving core in the NFL. Yeah. They have, um, they have <laughs> one, they wow. have one good receiver. Donald Mooney is probably a legitimate number one receiver. Mm. Now, in a lot of teams, he would not be a number right. one receiver, but I right. feel he is a legitimate number one. Everyone else is like a four. And that's it's not like it's a load of people who've been paid a lot of money who are underperforming. It's people who are being paid not a lot. Expectations are low. That's what they've done. Now, the thing is, it is a bad situation for Justin Fields right now in so many ways. Mm. The offensive line is mediocre. The wide receiver core is probably the worst in the league. The thing is, is he is starting, in effect, year one again because a completely new um, completely new coaching staff, completely new offensive system. Yeah, so that's Luke Getze. So he is like Nathaniel Hackett. He's the from the I've worked with Aaron Rodgers tree, right? Yeah. So he was, well, you could probably tell us a lot more about his coaching credentials in college, but f- in terms of the pros, latterly in that Green Bay offensive mix and a quarterback's coach, right? That's typically either, depends which way you look at it, either very good or very bad, right? You either think, well, any coach involved with Rodgers shouldn't get any credit because it's Rodgers, or you think, well, any coach with Rodgers where Rodgers has had success Rogers will tolerate or more that coach. Therefore, there's something about him. I think that's yeah. Kind of that's, that's that's the way that that's the way that I lean. Um, and the, yeah, the same applies to Hackett. Um, mm. I I I think in terms of what Fields needs, he has the right coaches with him, and he has the right system in place, which he did not have last year. Last year was pretty much a write-off. He was not playing in a system designed to his strengths because Matt Nagy didn't want to have to play him he had this vision of winning enough games to not have to put fields in it was it was it was inevitable that fields was going to come in and it wasn't mm-hmm. going to suit him so i really think justin fields is going to be a success he will not be a success this year uh in fact the same can apply to trevor lawrence very similar situation other than the fact that the bears with matt Nagy last season it was it, the hope was that matt Nagy could turn it around he didn't he was gone and Urban Meyer, of course, that was meant to be the start. That was meant to be year one of a of a new system, and it wasn't. And it's now year one again. The clock kind of resets for both of those guys. Mm. They they got good experience last year. They really showed some moments. They did not have enough talent around them. The two teams have done things so differently. The mm. Jags have spent money like crazy and overpaid for everyone. The Bears, because of the mistakes made by the previous regime, had to get the salary cap down. The Bears are going to spend heavily next season. The Bears in free agency next year will be ridiculous, but they are kind of, they're living on beans on toast for a year. Mm-hmm. And then they are going to be just eating oysters and lobster. It's just whether that oyster and lobster just like makes them vomit or not, which it, which it could do. So, so basically at the moment to, to bring that back, because I know you do love a good NFL food analogy. <laughs> they've rocked up at, um, the happy eater on 
some motorway service somewhere and uh, and they're just taking what's put in front of them really but next year they're going to be at sexy fish like <laughs> 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 they they living it up they later. have a they have a plan right now the plan might not work and fans might not like the plan, but there's a plan. This isn't just, they haven't overspent. Okay. They, and they, that's because if they overspend now, they are not going to be able to do much. They, I, don't they mind don't, that. I don't mind that. You know, no. we've seen it. Well, Miami, of course, in a, in a different kind of way. Recently, we've seen teams that just know it's, it's a rebuild process. It's a, it, it's going to take a few years. Everybody be patient. Everybody chill. We know what we're doing here. So I get it. Okay. That's interesting. Next up, who's going to be missed more? Tyreek Hill at the Chiefs or Devontae Adams at the Packers? Uh, I feel it has to be Adams at the Packers. 100%. Dominance in targets, well-documented, and Rogers making it work with pretty much anyone he's given, well-documented. But for the Chiefs, I love the Juju signing. I love that signing. I think Valdez Scatling is going to be an intriguing addition the ollie Connolly show which we're dropping soon brilliant x's and o's guy ollie Connolly, of course he really deep dives into what the chiefs offense is going to look like this season so keep you uh, your eyes peeled for that one and you'll get uh you'll get some real intel on there sky Moore, i know you're big on sky Moore. absolutely going to contribute there as well kelsey of course will so i feel the respective drops in terms of no pun intended in terms yeah. of overall uh, overall units it's greater with the Packers by a considerable margin yeah I think Juju is going to be an absolute superstar this Agreed. year I Agreed. think the fit um, the fit in that offense is absolutely perfect I think he is going to just go wild mm-hmm. in that offense I think he's going to love it um, as for as for the Packers for me the, the biggest thing is not simply what a what a large proportion of the offense Devontae Adams was, it was the relationship he had with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And as as we mentioned with Aaron Rodgers and, and coaches, Aaron Rodgers absolutely loved Devontae Adams in a way that he doesn't love that many players on his team. He puts up with them. He knows that they're an important part of his job. But Devontae Adams was a a hero for him. And he, he can't be replaced in Rodgers' mind. Even if someone there has a, a similar level of talent they won't have that connection so mm. i think i think that it's absolutely massive that loss and whereas tyreek hill i think they've replaced him like for like i think i think the, the chiefs are better this season than last season but nevertheless going on to our next question segueing into it which is can anything stop tom brady winning another ring can anything stop brady winning another ring you mentioned earlier on you felt the Packers are are contenders in the NFC so despite the Adams loss you still think they're going to be up there with the Bucks with the Rams is there anyone else in that mix I mean that's the problem right I mean the Saints I you know I'm big on I won't bore our listeners again with that argument because I pushed it two or three times in the last couple of months but I think the Saints are going to be contenders I, I really do believe that I think you can't discount Dallas but they're a too much clear fallibility there for yeah. me to consider them as a significant contender. I think it is realistically a, 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 the Rams and the Bucks a chunk ahead of everybody else. I think the 49ers you can't discount, but they are such a wild card with Trey Lance. They're going to go off or uh, it's going to be a problematic season for them, I think. I think it's maybe not 
boom or bust territory, but not far off. I'm not certainly not convinced that they are a legitimate Super Bowl mm-hmm. contender. So it's these two in the chasing pack. And you look at Brady and the Bucks, the offensive line reconfigured. That's probably less of an issue given we're talking about Brady and and the pieces around him that perhaps it would be for, for many other quarterbacks, obviously. And I don't just mean because of how prolific he is, but just how quickly he can adapt to pressure. And there's a certain type of pressure, which we know gets Brady knocked off kilter, but he's such a deft operator, a step here, a step there to evade pressure. And again, look, Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa are gone, but Shaq Mason's come in and they've still got some ballers on that line. So it's not as if it's completely reconfigured and a significant drop down. In fact, most of that starting roster, Sue's gone and JPP have gone, but what are they, both 35, 36? You know, that kind of territory, that more locker room loss than necessarily on the field. Yeah. So Gronk will be back by week seven. You know? So <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they're pretty much as you were, right? Uh, so I don't know. I, I think I think they've got a realistic shot of, oh, uh, of rolling all the way. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, to me, I like I say, I do feel there are there are three in the NFC. I do put the I do put the Packers there because I think it is still a it is still a good roster. And Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I still I don't care what anyone says. I still feel he's the most naturally talented quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. He just happens to be an incredibly difficult person to work with. Um, I could I could I could see the Packers imploding. I really could. Whereas mm. I don't see the Rams imploding, I don't see the the Bucks imploding. Right. I think some of it is going to come down to who can get home field advantage. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lambo is more difficult in January than Tampa Bay um, or LA are going to be. Um, but there are, there are not that many roadblocks to at least getting Brady to the Super Bowl. You know, people are pointing Ben to the schedule inevitably. Because like the Rams, they've they've got a particularly tough schedule, but I'm not sure it's as brutal as some are suggesting. Because the point being that outside of the obvious, um, uh, the obvious games that are the particularly difficult, some of them, so the Green Bay game and I think the Chiefs game, both home games mm. for 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 Brady. But so they've got Munich in the mix as well. Although that is, you'd think, I mean, it's Seattle, right? So you'd assume that that should be a, a win. And maybe actually that levels it up a bit because you have the travel yeah. quirk factor of, of, of an international game that might level the playing field a bit. There. But I'm not, it's obviously a difficult schedule, but I'm not necessarily buying it's as crazy as, uh, as, as others are. No, I'd agree. And, and you know what? There's some teams when they've got a difficult schedule, that's a problem because they're not a fantastic team. Whereas when you're already a fantastic team, then that schedule looks a lot less daunting. I doubt many of the box players looked at that schedule and thought like, oh God, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they, they'll be looking, they'll be looking at like, every one of those games as being winnable. Yeah. And bring it on. Um, let's do it. Let's take him down. Then psychological advantage, all of that stuff. I couldn't agree with much like the, uh, my five exciting league Galacticos in the Kenish town <laughs> Tuesday night recreational league. Very similar, very similar <laughs> mindset. All right. Next up, who will have a better season? Asks Propo. <laughs> Propo. I mean, this is just typical of Propo. I mean, should be editorially neutral, of course, when putting together this show, but but isn't. So he's asking who's going to have a better season, the Bengals, his team, or the Chargers? Well, I think if you already answered this, because you're big on JC Jackson, they've obviously added Khalil Mack as well. I mean, that am I right in uh is this right that Staley was Mack's positional coach in Chicago? Do they yeah, have a he's, yeah. yeah, they do have a connection. The 
Like the thing is, the Chargers, I think, are going to be a better team than the Bengals next season. But that's not what his question was. Who will have the better season? Mm. I think the Bengals will win point. their division. Yeah. And end up with a home playoff game. Will the Chargers do that? Probably not. Yeah. I think the Bengals will have a better season, but I think the Chargers are a better, better team. team. I That's a great point. And I agree with the second part of it. I don't agree that the Chargers are a better team, demonstrably. There's this argument flying around that the Bengals caught lightning in a bottle defensively. <gasps> and maybe they will drop off year on year. I do get that. I'm not totally convinced that they will, by the way. I know certain pieces have moved on, but I'm not completely convinced that they are going to be demonstrably inferior defensively year on year. Offensively, stronger, if anything. Easier division, of course. And I think at the moment that Burrow is the more complete quarterback out of the two. No, I don't don't disagree. I would say the, the, the the talent gap between the two is reasonably small. I would give the edge to the Chargers. Yeah. I think the thing with the Bengals is there's a perception issue now. They made the Super Bowl and not making the Super Bowl is a drop-off. Sure. The thing is, they they reached that Super Bowl ahead of schedule. They mm. were they were building up to something. And I, you know, when you say about catching lightning in a bottle, there are sometimes you get a team that make a run against the odds. They they play they play out of their skin. They play better than they actually are. Yeah. And then they regress back to what they are. That isn't these Bengals. Mm. If the Bengals lose their first playoff game, people are people are going to act like, oh, it was a flash in the pan. It wasn't a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. It happens to be the AFC playoffs are ridiculously difficult. As The conference playoffs for the AFC are as hard a conference playoff as I remember ever in my entire life watching the NFL. Yeah. That's how stacked the AFC is right now. So if the if they win their division and anybody tries to make any claims that they, they were flashing the pan or they fell off because of the fact they perhaps lose their first playoff game, those people are not watching. They are just looking at records and just making making stupid calls on that. The Bengals are yeah. built for long-term success. It That just happens to mean not a Super Bowl appearance every season. It right. just means playoff contention every season yeah. or potentially a decade, which for any fan of a team that hasn't had that, that's what you want. I yeah. think you would, if you were told, right, we guarantee you a Super Bowl in the next 15 years, but I'm not going to say anything about the rest of it, or do you want to be in contention every single year, but I won't tell you how many Super Bowls you'll win. Yeah. I think you'll want, it, you'll want it to be every single year. I am, yeah. I've got something to I'm watch in the mix. Yeah, yeah, and for that's sure. the Bengals. For sure. You know, that was very much the MO of the Andy Reid Eagles back in the day. Mm. You know, year on year on year, they're in the mix. They could, couldn't quite get it over the line. And that's the point, right? That's your point, that it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do it. Anyone involved in professional sport talking about a knockout tournament, which is what the playoffs is, will tell you there are so many different variables at play here. Luck is absolutely a big part yep. of it. There are so many different barriers in the way outside of how talented is my team? How well is it playing? How well does it, does it match up? And you can't discount that when you get to certainly, I know that with the expansion of the playoffs, there are going to be more mismatches in the wildcard round than before, probably in terms of big discrepancies with caliber. Although I'm not wholly convinced it's going to be as cataclysmic as people are, are saying, but certainly when you, you rightly say you start getting into the deeper waters, it is just a, 
six to five pick and most of the time there is so much that needs to break in your favor to get get to the big show uh, and the fine margins so for sure all right question number nine will derrick henry win comeback player of the year he is the hot favorite clearly the titans are going to be leaning on him heavily once again and i guess the second part of this question or the follow-up would be who else is in the mix i mean i will say ben because you've already said you think the titans are going to go well and so if that's the case i'm guessing you think he's a decent shot for it yep my sticking to what did propo say to me on edge rush basically he's saying my all in on the saints is like me going all in on the pats last year (laughs) so the saints are this year's this year's pats uh uh, i hope it plays out that way well by all in on the pats i was obviously pushing that they uh they were going to be better than most suggested i think I think the Saints are, and I. Are think you Mike, about to say Jameis Winston? Are you about I'm to say Jameis Winston? Winston? I'm going to say I'm going to say Mike Thomas, because I I feel Jameis Winston is legitimately in this conversation. Well, yeah, well, he the Vegas thinks so. He's definitely on the shortlist. But go on. Well, I think Jameis Winston. He is. I mean, he's got a lot of flaws, right? But he's also got a lot of talent. We talk about and, on the field or off the field. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just. Just to check. Yeah. Um, I did, I did um, a couple of weeks ago, I did retweet where someone had put the the video up of after he'd got suspended for when he was at Florida State, he got suspended for a game for Mm. going into like the university canteen, standing, standing on a table and kind of shouting, shouting an expletive as a, not in an aggressive way, but like as a joke that went down very, very poorly. And he was suspended for a game and he's meant to just be there kind of on the sideline in street clothes. And he just, he got all his pads on. Did he? Just kind of like stood next to the coach and the, the coach, the coach Jimbo Fisher, who's now coach at LSU, kind of looked at him and was like, what the hell are you doing? And just had to send him <laughs> back into the locker room to get his pads on. But he, started, he was warming up hoping that no one would notice. He, oh, so that's how he thought he'd sneak on. Yeah. It's amazing. Like everyone would forget that he was suspended. It was like a story on ESPN every single day. And he thought like, no one's going to notice. I think you should try that, Ben. We <laughs> should try and get you suited up and just in the mix on the sidelines of a college game this season. On the, on the field in Dublin. Oh, let's do it in Dublin. As a, as a walk-on for Nebraska. See if anyone notices. Do you know what? Speaking of which, I'm glad you mentioned that. We should mention there are still tickets available for the big game in Dublin. Of course, we are going to be there. We're going to be out there. I'm going to be involved emceeing on the day as well, which is oh, quite amazing. Amazing. I'm and- looking looking forward to that. Uh, this is how you get tickets. It's Northwestern Nebraska, as we've been talking about, uh, all uh, through the off season. It's kicking off 5.30 on Saturday, the 27th of August. Still plenty of time to get tickets, get your hotels booked as well. If you if you need to, to fly over, Ticketmaster.co.uk forward slash touchdown Dublin. That's how you get tickets. It is going to be a blast. I, you know, we've we've not we've not talked. Now is not the time, but we have not talked about the the Big Ten, which is the conference that Nebraska and Northwestern play in. Mm. One of the one of the two best conferences right now, along with the SEC. The fact they've expanded. So the Big Ten is for the big teams in the Midwest, mm. and they've expanded and added USC and UCLA. Which is the most remarkable piece of conference expansion ever. The fact that they've decided, you know what? Let's take LA as well. Let's take two of the biggest brands. So the Big Ten is about to be the richest conference Mm. in college football. 
and you're going to get your chance to see a Big Ten a Big Ten rivalry between Northwestern and Nebraska. So you really are a part of something special going to this game because the Big Ten is wild right Legit. now. Uh, J-Bell's going to be out there as well, uh, I'm, I'm being told. So uh, a lot of your favourites out there. And I, I think it's fair to say, Ben, that we are going to be having one or two jars uh, at some stage of proceedings. Right? <laughs> so uh, if you uh, if you fancy it, head on out there. We're going to be recording a pod out there, do all kinds of good stuff, lots of stuff on our social channels. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, what a way to wrap up the summer. All right. Speaking of which, wrapping up the summer as we get down to business, the business end. Uh, the- <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> the business end of the preview show. Oh, please. If you ever hear me use the phrase business end, <laughs> uh, ask Ollie to stop recording. And all right. He saved the best to last, Ben. Uh-oh. Who misses out on the playoffs in the AFC? Who misses out on the Jags. playoffs? Jags going to miss out. <laughs> I'll take. All right. So my maths with this newfangled playoff system Eight teams in, eight teams out, right? Yeah. All right. This is where I'm going. We could do, do division by division. And if you disagree, because we I don't know what you put down. You'd know what I put down. Let's see how many stack up here. I, I can, based on what we've been talking about, I reckon there's going to be one difference between us, is my, is my guess, right? Okay. Based on what we've been discussing over the last 60 minutes or so. All right. From the East. So this is just gang the AFC right from the east the bills make it and that's it yeah, agree agree okay okay all right go to the west three teams make it this uh, is where, uh, this I, is I agree where, I think we're going to deviate this is where we deviate <laughs> because I'm going oh I'm going Chiefs Broncos and Raiders I am dancing with the one that brung me and I'm going Raiders um I think Chiefs Broncos charges over Raiders but it is going to be fine margins mm. fine margins and the, the Raiders miss out simply because of how brutal their division is yeah okay so we disagree on that one in the north the Bengals and the Ravens yep agreed and then the south the Colts and the Titans yes alright so, so the only difference is in the west which is fair enough because I think there are so many different variables of how people think the west is going to play out yep. so yeah interesting we um but yeah, so no, no Steelers, no Browns, no, no, no Patriots, no Dolphins. All teams that will be having legitimate hopes of the playoffs. Yeah. And if yeah. they were in the NFC, would be right in the mix. Would be winning the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a bit of a stretch. Love that. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, good work, proper. I, I, I feel now like my... My entire fortunes for the season are tied to the Chargers. Like I've, yeah. I've basically made out. You've done a... This is Justin Herbert's league now. This is it. You've got to be with the Saints and now yeah. apparently the, the Raiders as well. It's I mean, go, go horrible. Sometimes I look back, I was looking back at some some season preview that I wrote about four or five years ago. Well, it must have been Danny Dimes' first season. I oh, think. God. Is that five years ago, four years ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Gi- Oh, boy. <laughs> this might sleep a pick. The Giants are going to surprise a lot of people this season. <laughs> they did. They surprised <laughs> us all at just how absolutely terrible. Even worse than anyone could have expected. Yeah, I mean, like, is the Saints bandwagon, like, you are you are steering that. But I feel like mm. I've kind of 
I've perhaps bought a ticket for it with my call as, of Jameis Winston as potential comeback player. I pulled over to that happy eater on the sidelines <laughs> where, where the rest of the bears are having sausage, sausage, fried eggs and beans. They're and eating out of the bins. Hop on the Saints bus, Ben. We're heading, we're heading to Amazonica. <laughs> we're, we're off. We're off to Heston Blumenthal's joint. Come on. Yes. Come on, yeah. Next stop, the playoffs. Next stop, the playoffs. All right, brilliant stuff. Uh, speaking of which, next stop for us. Well, plenty more where that came from as you get, get you set for the 2022 season. Pods dropping all through August. As I referenced earlier, we've got a brand new fantasy show in association with our friends, DraftKings. And you can get involved with our daily fantasy league. So if you haven't played daily fantasy, it's very similar to fantasy, except every week you go again. So if you're like me, terrible at fantasy, and then James Sandrini, our fantasy guru, is helping me, as I'm sure he is many of you this season, trying to get out of that perennial mediocrity into some form of playoff contention. Uh, but if it's, as I expect with me, unlikely that I will uh, surge. So I'm basically the Steelers. Who else do you have on that list? I'm in that, I'm in that territory <laughs> in our fantasy in our fantasy space. But daily fantasy, I'm more confident about because I can just go again, week on week on week matchups. And we've created a listener show league. We've been plugging the hell out of it. So I'm sure you've heard about it. The Nat Coombe Show over on DraftKings. So if you click on the link in the show notes here on whichever pod platform you listen to, so the show notes uh, in uh, the podcast, explainer or head on over to twitter at the nc show the pin tweet there there's a link to it uh you can find or just search the nat coom show league you can get involved with that and there are going to be prizes through the season including tickets for one of the big games in london this autumn at wembley broncos jags you can win tickets to that but you've got to be in the listener league so go and head on over to that get involved with our listener league take on me propo ben all your faves going head to head week in, week out. We're also separately to that going to create uh, a standard fantasy league. We're going to release a couple of spots for our listeners. Details coming soon. So keep an eye on our social channels at the NC show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, still no TikTok. Ben's going to be, uh, <laughs> Ben's going to be involved with that one as well. A lot of your show faves are going to be in the mix. We're not going to be able to convince Mike to do it. I did bring it up with him the other day and the response was, robust <laughs> shall we say so no Mike unfortunately but we're going to get some some of your faves in the mix some big names in there uh, and so that'll be a lot of fun as well so keep your eyes peeled for that Edge Rush is in the vault Ollie Connolly Iron Mike and uh, we are rolling into next season with at least four episodes a week and plenty more and I can tell you one other thing gang all pro Ben Isaacs will be part of that lineup week in week out so brilliant stuff as ever, bud. Looking forward to seeing you in Dublin. Yeah, this is going to be that's going to be a hell of a weekend for, for all concerned. Yeah, going to be careful what we record and what we don't. I think quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, look forward to that. We will see you next time, gang. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.